All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is episode 53 of 1 through 10. Uh, joined, as always, with my co-host, Travis. Um, if you haven't already gone back and listened to our Sprint Car episode, uh, yeah, you should. It was a really good one. I guess that was episode 52. Um, we had Chase Rodman on, the pit reporter for Dirt Vision, and the driver of the 19 Baps Painting M&M Construction uh yada 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 burnt marks uh so very cool episode to have those on travis you did great work getting those two guests lined up last week um especially after brent's big victory uh down there at the world final so cool to have him on after two big victories this year with outlaws hell yeah no that was a lot of fun on uh tuesday wednesday whenever we did that and uh yeah i guess it was tuesday tuesday yeah I figured I'd reach out to those guys and see if, if they'd want to come back and recap the season. I figured they'd have no problem with it. So they did. And, you know, we had a good time and a good episode. So, you know, I was really proud of how that one turned out. It was really good. So definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't, because it was a very fun episode, very insightful from both guys. I feel like both guys dropped some nuggets, you know, Brent about himself and Chase more about the series in general. So. You know, it's definitely – Uh, I mean, I kind of feel like we broke some news there because I feel like Brent was, like, back and forth whether they were going to go full outlaws. I think he – uh, Well, he, he, what he's like, saying is a true outlaw schedule is, like, like uh, kind of what Danny Dietrich runs, like all the big races. But, but not, I'm, go ahead. I don't think he officially said, like, I'm doing the true outlaw schedule till he talked to us. Is what I'm no, saying. yeah, like, I mean, I don't know if it, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I know he was on uh, Wing Nation earlier in the day on Tuesday, which I thought was kind of cool that we had him lined up on the same day as well. But, oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, so Wing Nation, I don't know what he said on there, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously he kind of laid out what they're looking to do. And it sounds like, if you ask me, that they're looking to go full time outlaws in 2023, but they're definitely going to make a full season next year, but just don't have. From what I understand, I, I might have been – I heard it, I guess, from Chase. Chase is the one that kind of broke it that said that they were like, yeah, they don't have the crew. Like, they want to go full-time outlaws, but they don't have the crew willing to do that yet. So Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny. Chase said that, and Brent alluded to that when we talked to him too. So, it was uh, it was kind of funny to, like, you know, Brent said that, and then Chase, along the same lines, dropped it. And also, what was interesting, I can't believe Chase – we're the only podcast he's ever been on. Like, I can't believe they've ever brought him on Wing Nation or any of those podcasts or uh, Open Red or any of them. Yeah, so that's pretty cool Cool to have under our belt for sure. But, yeah, go back and listen to all that stuff. That's a whole other episode, episode 52. Um, but this one is going to be focused on NASCAR uh, and the championship weekend that was. We're kind of a week late here, but better late than never. Yeah, I mean, figured. You know, there's not really a time limit on this one because no, nah, we let the we let the sprint car one kind of settle and and we're gonna have this one and kind of roll it out two separate times. But either way, whatever, uh, that's how we're doing it. You know, that's hell yeah. This well, is a, this is not a full time gig for us, folks. <laughs> well, we'll uh yeah, we'll talk about Phoenix and then we'll just kind of talk about the season that was in general. And I mean, you know, we'll we'll get to the season, but just like first off, I mean. What a, I, that to me that was maybe I guess we'll talk about the season first because I really wanted to say like that was maybe the best NASCAR season 
of my lifetime. Like, that was just a, a really good season. Like, Fox said at the start of the season in the commercials, like, they were calling it the best season ever, and people were giving them shit for that. But uh, it doesn't really seem ridiculous at, at the end of the day because that was a just, I mean, just week after week, great race after great race. There were only a few real snoozers, I feel like, throughout the full season. And there's just drama and storylines and great races throughout the season and, and all three series. To me, just what an awesome NASCAR season it was. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I mean, like you said, there's only been like a handful of races that, that really kind of sucked. Um, and then obviously we know this package isn't really geared towards this kind of racing. You know what I mean? It's we, We've kind of band-aided it together to try to make for good racing. But I think for the most part, we've had good racing. Um, give props to NASCAR for the track shakeup. You know, we've had a big change in the schedule this year with addition uh, to hand handful of new road courses um you had dirt on bristol that's something that hadn't been done in 50 years um what else i mean you got the 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 timing of the races i think is perfect you know you got daytona is the cutoff race to get into the playoffs and you got bristol is the first cutoff race which we saw drama there bristol then what the second cutoff is the Roval, and we kind of saw drama there the same drama we saw at bristol you know it was every week we just the storyline kept building and yeah it's been i said a great season for sure and they really nailed it with some of these other i mean like i don't feel like the dirt race at bristol got like a fair shake and everybody was like oh that's such a disaster but I don't really think it was NASCAR's fault. I mean, it rained all weekend. They didn't have a chance to work the track. They had to cram everything into Monday. Like, I mean, I don't... it's something that hadn't been done in 50 years in NASCAR, right? I mean, granted, the truck series has done it. Um, and that was at a dirt track, you know what I mean? A purpose-built dirt track. Who, who, I mean, I said even if it rained at Eldora, I'm not sure they could have ra- raced there, you know what I mean? No so, doubt. so I mean, yeah, NASCAR was dealt a terrible hand, and I guess the whole SMI Br- Bristol was dealt a terrible hand with that, and they made made do with what they had. I mean, it, it honestly, I feel like was not terrible of a race. They learned a lot, um, and, and we're going back again this year, uh, next year, I guess I should say, uh, and I'm sure it'll be even better. So. Yeah, it wasn't a complete disaster. It wasn't the greatest, but they they were some mistakes made. I think NASCAR learned from those mistakes, um, and we'll try again next year. You know. And other than that, like some of our our new races, you know, the Daytona Road Course was fantastic. I guess we went there last year, but was great this year. It was on the schedule this year, and feel like they nailed it with that. Road America was great. Uh, where else did we go to new this year? Coda. Coda, another one that didn't really get a fair shake, I'd say, with the rain. But, I mean, it is what it is. I still think it was a pretty good race other than some of the nonsense. Well, and I still think the fans came out for that, even in the rain. I feel like I remember hearing that the fans have, were having a bit of trouble getting into the racetrack or whatever. So, I mean, and I think it, that it was, was all good things. That was like the first race that had 100% full capacity back. Yeah, it might, might have been. So, right. I'm not sure. Nashville addition to the schedule. I thought that was awesome. Put on a great race. Yeah. I mean, uh, another thing is, uh, I mean, we talked about it maybe in our group a little bit. That's uh, kind of gone under the radar is this resin. It's working, man. You know, we saw it at Nashville. 
Um, we saw it just this past weekend at Phoenix. I think saw saw better racing because of that. Um, and I hope to see it applied maybe to Richmond next year, maybe some other tracks. So we are we are a podcast. Yes, we are definitely on the resident team. Um, as I said, we've said it before about Richmond that they could use some kind of substance down on there, and I think we found sure. it. To, nah, I said I think that's what I'm telling you. I think that's what North Wilkesboro is going to become. Man, I, that would be pretty. That cool. is going to become the purpose-built NASCAR dirt track. And we bring up track news too while we're at it, so we'd have to mention SMI buying Dover and what the the trickle down effect. I don't really think it's going to affect Dover itself that much, but to me, it seems like a Nashville thing. And I I hope that they don't stop racing at Nashville Super Speedway. I kind of think that's the way things are going to go. But I mean, I thought that was a good track, and I'd like to see even if they do race at the fairgrounds. Like, there's no reason we can't go to Nashville twice. I mean, we go to how many other tracks twice? Why can't we go to two different tracks in Nashville? Yeah, I mean, I think anything's on the table at this point, you know what I mean? Just the fact that they now own that track makes it just easier, you know what I mean? The fact that Dover was willing to sell it was is the big part of it, you know what I mean? And Dover selling their I, I I thought, honestly, Dover, there's no chance in hell, a snowball's chance in hell that Dover's going to sell their assets, you know what I'm saying? They got two tracks... And one's in a prime NASCAR market, you know what I'm saying? And and then obviously Dover, I mean, the attendance has been down, but it's been down everywhere. Um, I think they still draw a decent enough fan base every year to, to at least host one race. And they're a what, – what, what was crazy about that, too, is they're a publicly traded company. So, I mean, that's why that deal isn't finalized yet because they're not a private company. So they need to buy out, you know, all the shareholders and buy all the share, and then they're going to pull – that off the market when that sale is finalized. So there's so much more to that when it's a publicly traded company. Interesting. Yeah, I did not read all the details to that, but uh, I'm sure it'll all go down smoothly here. This time has to play it out. But yeah, I mean, few shares of Dover Motorsports too. So like, I don't even know how that works. Like, I mean, I don't have like a crazy amount of money. Yeah, I have some some of the shares on a. Like I like I I own a bunch of different stocks. I do uh, Robinhood, and I have like I have like ten shares in Dover Motorsports. So <laughs> I, I would have never guessed. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. let it have to let us know how it all plays out since you are uh, technically a shareholder. Yeah, I guess everybody's gonna get like a certain amount of dividend from it. Like once the sale is finalized. So all right, I mean that's interesting. Yeah, so Here, I mean it's not two dollars and fifty cents. What'd you say? I said, here's your $2.50. Yeah, pretty much. I own 10 shares and they're three fifty nine dollars a share right now. So, so like 30 like, bucks. Yeah, pretty much. 30 some bucks. All so, right. So nothing crazy. No, that is interesting. I would I never knew that's how it worked and I didn't know that they were publicly traded or whatever. So that's yeah. news to me. Um, but yeah, I don't really but, have any more about like any uh, like randomness or whatever you want to call it. Opening, we can get it, kind of get into the truck series. Unless you yeah. Have anything. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see that race. I was at the concert on Friday night last week, so I I did I just I saw the the move Ben Rhodes made, and I saw his amazing press conference after the race, which was maybe the moment of the weekend. That was yeah. just 
like I'm a Ben Rhodes fan. I like I I, I was never not a Ben Rhodes fan. I was indifferent on him, but I'm a Ben Rhodes fan after that press conference. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. If you like to drink cold beer, how can you not like Ben Rhodes after that? Um, but no, it was a it was a good race. It, it was a I was at the bar watching, and uh, so I couldn't really like sit down and like break it down or anything, and that's why I wasn't live tweeting it or or whatnot. But uh, John Hunter Nemechek, he started up front. Has he started 16th? I guess so, starting in the middle of the pack, um, and then he ended up getting like a getting tire flat or tire rub. Something happened, he cut a tire early on, and they had to come down pit road and fix it, and he ended up losing like two laps because of it. Um, it it's crazy. I was gonna bring up about John Hunter is he, that team. I feel like like the, the second half of the year they just fell apart. Oh no like, doubt. Yeah, like the championship was theirs. Like they were the favorite, and just the whole second half of the year. I mean, I feel like they won at Pocono, and then like I think that was their last win, and then everything from Pocono on it was just downhill. Yeah, Pocono was their last win. Everything after Pocono is just a complete disaster. So, really, that whole second half of the year. Yeah, that's something he's going to be looking to rebound back from for sure. Um, but, I mean, what could have been? I mean, he had a super fast truck on Friday night. I mean, if you if you go back, if, I, if he would have been on the lead lap the entire night, it would have been, he would have probably won the race, I think. It, and you, you can tell me, I didn't go back and watch the incident, but I heard, uh, I listened to, like, DBC. It sounds like it was, like, his mistake like he overdrove it and put it in the wall like it's it sounds like it wasn't it sounds like it was just him like they qualified poorly and he put himself in a bad position way too early in the race i mean you can tell me if, if you think that's off base but that's what from listening to it that's what it sounded like people were they were saying happened there yeah i mean i, I said i don't i don't know exactly what happened uh, i said i was just from what I saw while watching it, I didn't hear what the announcers were saying. Uh, I know he did get into the wall. I didn't know if the tire got cut before then or or what happened. You know what I mean? But either way, yeah, qualifying. We did have qualifying this weekend or the past weekend, and it was he qualified 16th. So that's not a good start at all. You just like I said, you're putting yourself putting yourself right in that hornet's nest. Side note: since you said that, by the way, I was listening to Sirius yesterday, and they had Steve Phelps on, and he basically confirmed qualifying and practice will be back next year oh yeah i mean that's, like full time like yeah that's been kind of going around the that's been kind of well known i thought no i mean i th- i thought there was a lot of talk that like things were never like going to go back and it was always you know maybe i guess what won't go back is like we'll never have like fast friday again but yeah, that, that won't probably happen, at least not for Sunday races. Maybe Fast Friday will only be Saturday shows, possibly. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, so uh, I mean, that's good to hear. But carry on. Yeah, no, I said, I, mean, I just, I think John Hunter had definitely one of the fastest trucks in Phoenix. Um, it took forever to get back on the lead lap there, and and he finally did, and just was hauling the mail. Um, and I think he drove up from like, 16th to the to seventh um there in this like the last 20 or some laps or so so yeah just unfortunate for john hunter how things played out but good for ben rhodes um, you have to feel for you have to feel for zane smith though like that's the second straight year like 
I mean, he could be back-to-back champion easily right now. And that's just two straight years he's had. He's been right on the like last year. It was a caution that like he had the championship won before that caution came out last year, and then this year was in the position to win it. And it seems like his truck just went away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how the how the cards fall. You know, this system it's all plays on one race, and I mean, it comes down to one race. It always does. So, just interesting stuff. I had Chandler Smith with the win. Um, a guy I feel like you think have disappointing last couple of races is uh, Sheldon Creed. I mean, he led 106 laps on Friday, um, super fast truck on Friday. And I mean, he, he obviously fell out there at Martinsville last week or two weeks ago and wasn't able to make it happen in the final four, but. And he'll be moving on to Xfinity next year. Yep. In the RCR car. But you have to think, you brought up Chandler Smith winning the race, and that team really came on at the end of the year. If not for a wreck there at Talladega, they could have been going to the Final Four. But you have to think Chandler Smith is going to be one of the championship favorites going on, uh, going into next year, because he came on very strong the end, to end the season. Yeah, I think the truck series will be definitely stacked with talent next year. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys will be returning for a couple years, you know. Um, I'm 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 excited to see uh, Grant Amfinger full time for GMS. He's always a guy. You know, I was listening to him on Sirius today on the way to work. So, um, yeah, you got Haley Deegan coming back for her second year with practice and qualifying. That's really going to help her out, I think. Um, so yeah, it's just gonna, I think you'll see these guys and and girls uh, succeed next year, especially the younger ones. Like I said that haven't had the practice and time just to get seat time. You know. I can't imagine going out there just jumping in a truck like, all right, we haven't practiced and qualified. We don't know what we got. Let's see what we got. You know what I mean? For sure. And I'm looking at like – you've never a- been to this racetrack ever, you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I've ran some laps in racing, but I don't know. Like, I'm looking at I, – I just got distracted for a second. I thought it was funny. I'm looking at this Facebook ad for the Daytona 500 like 100 days away, and they have like seven drivers up like behind the logo. We got Bubba Wallace and Michael McDowell on here, but no Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, arguably the two most decorated drivers in the Cup Series. Uh, yeah, they're pushing other people, you know. That's good. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I scrolled past that. Um, no Kyle Busch, no Kevin Harvick. but You said there's seven drivers? Yeah, so it, it's, it's Blaney, Blaney, Chase, Bubba, Larson, Truex, Denny, and McDowell. Yeah, so they're pushing the guys that are good. You know, well, not McDowell, but he won last year. You got like he's going to be on all the advertising stuff for the 500, you know? Yeah. But Except then, like, Bubba, I mean, Bubba's been the the media god for the past two years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny scrolling past that. Like, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I was just like, wow. <laughs> it's because Kyle Bush ain't won a 500, boy. <laughs> Kevin Harvick has. Yeah, he has, but he didn't want to race last year. That's why they're like, this guy's washed up. Shit, maybe. Maybe Kevin Harvick renounces his retirement next week. On the, on the Dale Jr. download. You never know. <laughs> That's going to be awesome to listen to, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been – because, you know, those two guys for a while haven't really liked each other too much. So. No, there's been uh, some comments made back and forth, so that should be a good one. Uh, but, yeah, 100%. we can move on from the truck series to Xfinity. Um, were you able to watch Saturday's race? 
I was, and boy, you know I was excited. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, I said I don't really remember much of the race. I was out drinking at a buddy's house, um, but I mean, how can you forget the last lap, the last corner? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching watching it, but I feel like I did. Uh, I I saw plenty of uh what happened there you know I, I was paying full attention to the race and watching USC and college football I had them put like one of the like they didn't have the race on I had them put the race on one of the big TVs there yeah so good so, breakdown so I yeah I was able to watch that and like it was a damn I'm, I'm just trying to get back to our updates real quick so I can uh, or the updates I put out just so I can uh sound smart here and you know remember more but uh Early on, it was clear and held throughout the whole race that that Austin Cindric and and um, Daniel Hamrick had the best two cars. That was clear early. State they flipped stage wins. Uh, Cindric won stage one, and Hamrick won stage two. So they had the best two cars. AJ never quite had the car, and then Noah had some flashes. They had some issues on pit road. And then late, he seemed like he was coming on, and he put his car in the fence. So he was he ended up not being a factor in the whole thing. So the whole race was really the, the battle of Cindric and Hemrick. Yeah, so, you had definitely since it sounds like Cindric was kind of maybe the dominant car. I mean, he led 113 of the uh, what 100 uh, 250 laps, 200 laps. How many laps? What was it? Uh, it's a 200 lap race yeah 204 lap race so yeah it led over half the race and then obviously hammerick led about 48 laps so definitely the two dominant cars you had john hunter lead 39 laps so uh we we knew that he, the 54 car was probably going to be a factor in there and he was racing for the owner's championship too so he was definitely racing the hell out of those guys and not 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 giving any leeway because he had plenty to race for as well so i mean i saw people on twitter like why is the 54 you know no he's racing for an owner's championship so i know it's not the driver's championship and it doesn't get the same attention but that that's still a big championship that that team is going for so you you can't blame john hunter for racing those guys hard at all yeah no doubt um but I, I can't remember exactly what we said last week, but I kind of predicted this that Daniel Hemrick would win this week and win the championship. Uh, and I, I, remember, was, I remember saying that at Martinsville for sure. You said it at Martinsville. We both picked Noah on the pod. Okay. I, like, I'll, like, it's going to sound like, but I, I picked Noah as like a coping mechanism for like the dude I don't like is probably going to win it. It's right. like, it's like every year, like, yeah, Alabama's going to win the national championship. Right, and then you'd be like pleasantly supportive. Like, I mean, there was part of me that thought that prediction, and then there was part of me that was just saying it to, uh, you know, mentally prepare myself. But I'll honestly say, as as a Daniel Hemrick fan, I I did not think that was coming. What happened? And like, e even then, you know, he was leading. A caution came out. He lost the lead, and then uh, Cindric got out to a lead. Daniel got to second. He was running down Austin. He had a like, and then when he caught Austin, he had because I flipped out in the group chat. He had a run that looked like it was going to be the run to take the lead, and a caution came out. A couple guys, Drew made that joke about 
like got a lot of guys eight laps down racing for 33rd effect. That's when Drew said that because Daniel had looked like he had a run that was going to take him to the lead. That caution came out and I was just like, well, this is the curse moment right here. But indeed it wasn't. Daniel was able to stick with Austin. And I mean, it was intense. I don't know. I mean, did you think Daniel was going to what what happened was going to happen? Or did you think Daniel was just going to, you know, fall? Like, did you think Daniel? Because I, I don't he he had to he gave a, a bump and run to Cindric. It wasn't anything dirty and it was very well executed. But we've seen Daniel in the past. He's just a guy that's the cleanest driver. I mean, we even saw it at Martinsville and his team has been talking about all week that they gave up a chance to win at Martinsville and not race that way because they didn't want to do anything to jeopardize their chance to go for a championship at Phoenix. But did you think Daniel was going to make that move that he made? Uh, I, I can't, can't remember exactly how I felt about it, but I mean, if you ask me, I feel like I usually thinking in that moment, like that, how would I race this guy? You know what I'm saying? And if it's for my first win, a first championship, you know what I'm saying? And it's the biggest win of my career, dude. Like I, yeah. I, I am putting the bumper to you. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not gonna go in there and try to try to dump you, uh, but I feel like he executed it perfectly. I mean, I know he kind of door banged him all the way to the start finish line, but he did what he had to do. I mean, I mean, hell, it put on a damn exciting ass show. Uh, I, I think anything any those- wrong with it. I know. I'll tell you tell you that. And I think okay. in that moment, I, I, to answer your question, I think yeah, as as a fan i want to see that guy if he's if he's able to make the move and get to that guy's bumper that's what i want to see especially in the last race you know what i mean any of those four drivers like they would have made the same move in the same i mean and i i say that if that's noah or cindric in that situation i mean even noah and this isn't me just not being a noah fan like Noah would have cleaned whoever was in the lead there out. I mean, you hope like, you hope to think he doesn't. And I mean, you, I don't know how you have that. That I mean, you can. I guess you think that, but I mean, you can't predict that. You can't just be like, yeah, that guy's gonna do that. You never know what somebody's gonna do until it happens. You know. I mean, hell, we saw um, what what Cindric did at Martinsville to AJ, and I guess you can say what they did to each other, and that was just them racing for one win at bristol yeah i mean so. that's a, that that was a different story i mean those are two guys that were like locked in pretty much they could they, and they've been racing the piss out of each other all year i don't think they have they're too fond of each other i mean maybe they're buddy buddy but you know what i'm saying if, if it's your buddy you're still trying to race the shit out of them. i think even not even harder you know they're not friends on the racetrack well no you think back to daytona they wrecked each other racing for the for a damn stage win their second race of the year I think they are. It's funny. I think as they race the piss out of each other, but they are kind of like friendly off the track because they have. Well, and that's what them. I'm saying. Dave. When you, if you're buddy with somebody, it's like you want to be that guy even more, and you're you're willing to to not give that guy that extra inch because you know he's only going to be mad for just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if you saw that funny press conference with those two after the race, where like. AJ's like, oh, you're going cup racing next year. And then he's like, oh, you don't drink? He's like, oh, you're going to drink once you're a cup driver. He's <laughs> like, oh, trust me. It's pretty funny. I didn't, did not see that. But no, and then that's the thing. It's like uh, Daniel Hemrick knows that Austin's future is kind of si- signed and sealed, that he's going to the cup ride next year. 
if he doesn't win this championship, it's not going to make or break his career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yes, it, it's for a championship and an Xfinity championship, and that still is it's a big deal. I'm not trying to downplay that, that it's not a big deal, but uh, Hemrick is literally racing for his career right there. I mean, he's, yeah. he's changing organizations next year, uh, going over to Colleague, um, to take, and over, any, take over a car that's not that great. I mean, it hasn't been that great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's the driver or, or what, or if that's just like the car is a second tier car over there. I mean, they made it to the championship four last year. Yeah. I mean, so, so I mean, but it's, you're still changing organizations. It's like, you got to kind of prove yourself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, he, and he's not going to have to race Austin next year. I think Daniel Daniel did what any driver worth their salt would have done in that situation. And that's yeah. why I don't like I think Sindrick was obviously disappointed after the race, but he wasn't like that was bullshit or anything like that. Like Nah. nah you yeah, know. I said that's just it's racing, dude. That's racing. that's racing for a championship right there. And if, if that door is open, you're gonna do anything possible. And Sindrick did even he left the bottom open a little bit too. So, I mean, it, I don't know if, if it would have been any different if Cindric actually held the bottom there, but that bottom was open a little bit. So, and like I say, you leave that door open a little bit, they're, you know, the, whoever's in that situation, if they're worth their salt, they're going to force that door open and win that championship for their career, their, spon- their sponsors, you know, everybody. They're going to do what they need to do to win that race. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I said I didn't see anything wrong with it. I was fine with it. But that—that's for for Daniel himself. I mean, that's such an an important win for him, his career. I mean, it, it's just it's it's one of those moments where if if you tried to say, you know, they always there's the cliche like if they made a movie about that, nobody would believe it. And that's that that's the Daniel Hemrick that this weekend his story right there if 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 you tried to make a movie and you know about all the heartbreak and then his car showing up to the track late and i forgot about that i forgot about that yeah and then you know everything that happened and then him winning his first race in the championship and the last corner the final lap you gotta change teams next year like yeah, it's the same. It's the cliche. Like you know, if they made a movie about that, nobody would would believe it. It'd be cheesy AF. Yeah, like, but all right, come on. But I mean, damn, here we are, and it really happened. And you know, I'm a Daniel Hemrick fan. I'm through the roof. I'm still elated about that, and I think everybody in you know, he's a guy that's so well liked and well respected in the garage. So for for him to do that, that's I, uh, that's that's so damn cool. I mean, to me, that's the one of the moments of the season, the one of the moments of the weekend, right there. I'm not gonna put one championship above a num another as far as you know Ben Rhodes and Kyle Larson winning their respective championships too. But that's just an amazing moment right there. What what happened with Daniel Hemrick? Yeah, no doubt, it was definitely cool to see. Um, and as as for you know. We brought up Noah, you know, he looked like he was kind of rallying there at the end, put it in the wall. So, I mean, he took himself out, and then AJ just never quite had it all night. And then to me that, uh, I don't know, I don't know how you thought, thought about that spin. To me, it was pretty clear as day, intentional. And, I mean, I don't know what what he's doing there. 
to be honest. But who's uh, this? I'm, AJ? Yeah. Uh no, I didn't. I, I don't know what he was doing there. I mean, these cars are definitely hard to drive. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I didn't say why would he spin himself out? He's fighting for a championship. I mean, I mean, it was to bring a caution out, but well, yeah, I, I mean. Feel- I feel like either way, he wasn't good. It was the same thing we saw Chase Briscoe doing the Xfinity Championship last year, if you remember that. But wasn't that with a flat tire? No, I'd have to go back and look. But I mean, he had a flat tire after the fact, probably. But either way, I say if if you spin yourself for a caution, I mean, you're still the caution car. You're going back to the tail end of the lead lap, so it's like you're not helping yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess he maybe the thinking was we might see some chaos on a restart and the other. Well, yeah, I mean, hell, you're gonna try to do what you can do, you know what I mean? Yeah, make it look like I didn't mean to do that, you know what I mean? But to me, that that's two straight years we've seen that in the Xfinity Championship. So, I mean, I thought NASCAR was gonna call that right there. I was, I was, I was watching at Buffalo Wild Wings, like I said, so I wasn't watching it with the commentary on. But to me, I don't know what the announcers were saying there, but I was like, NASCAR is going to call that. Like, no, like I, said, I, didn't see, I didn't see it being like egregious. I mean, I say, I don't, I don't know. Itchy I, arm. I, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> it wasn't I mean, like that at all. To me, it was just the same as Briscoe last year in the championship. I can't really remember back to last year and like the, how the situation, how it played out. Um, I said, I don't know. I'd have to go yeah, back yeah. to watch last year to kind of compare it. But. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, it, it seemed either way. It seemed like AJ kind of spun it around in desperation, trying to see if he could get some breaks his way there. So, I mean, yeah, he's doing what he has to do for a championship. But still, I mean, you, can, you can't have that if you're NASCAR. And I guess this one wasn't, you know, you're saying it wasn't as obvious and egregious as ones in the past, but. No, I mean, I, you can't prove somebody's getting loose off the corner and spins out, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you never will, and that's that, that's kind of what we say in a lot of these situations. Unless there's radio transmission where it's like, you know what I mean, premeditated and like you're like talking about it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. That's why the MWR situation was so bad, because they were talking about it. Yeah, they, they made that way too obvious. Uh, and that's definitely where you. That's definitely where you yeah, that's definitely where you get yourself in trouble is when you start talking about it. I mean, Dale yeah. said the same thing. He was like, "Man, we need a caution here at Bristol one time and spun himself out or spun somebody out, uh, and they penalized him for it." So and it was Bubba at Texas last year when he, uh, or a few years ago, when he spun out and then was like bragging in the media about like, "Oh yeah, of course I did it on purpose. Everybody does it on purpose." And then that, like, he put NASCAR in the situation where they're like, "Oh, of course we're gonna find you." Right. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't see it as intentional. I don't know. I have to maybe go back and rewatch it. But either way, I didn't. I thought it was, you know, I mean, somebody spins, spins out. I mean, yeah. It's not like there was a teammate he was trying to help out. I mean, I was trying to help himself out. Well, I said, if you, to me, if you spin yourself out. On purpose or not, you're not helping yourself at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the same with, you know, Briscoe last year. I mean, you're helping yourself from the standpoint where, you know, if you bring this caution out and then a couple of the championship guys get together and you get another caution and you start passing some cars, then then maybe. I mean, 
you're going to have a better chance to win a championship there than you are just running 13th okay, so and not doing how, how do you prove that? I mean, you can't. It's well, like that with all these situations. Right, so Unless there's a clear radio transmission or the driver, you know, saying something, you're never going to prove it. It's the same with the Briscoe last year. It's the same with Almondinger or, uh, yeah, Almondinger this year. You're not, you just, you, it's impossible to prove. Right. And I'm saying that last year, you know, I'm, it's not bias or anything. You know, I'm a I mean, Chase Briscoe fan. I'm, but, a, I'm always in the impression if you spin out, it's not helping you at all, it's hurting you. So. I I don't know. I feel like there's situations where it can help. You know, like I said. Well, and like I said, those situations, like it's like you can't predict that. You can't be like, oh, what if this happens though? You know. What but I mean? you're gonna have a better chance to win. The I mean, like I said, you can't. I, I mean, I don't know. You just it doesn't make any sense. I said because you imagine he, not helping he does that. He does that, and then the 18 and 22 take them take each other out on the restart, and then you're racing the nine for a championship. Yeah, I mean, that's just – it might happen. I, I don't know what you want me to say, but you can't – I'm just like, saying, I think that was his thinking. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you might be thinking that, but I said, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say in this situation here. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just saying – I mean, it's like that with a lot of these situations. You're never – If anything, it, be mad – yeah, just be mad at the drivers. Hold them – I mean, you can't say you can't hold them accountable because if there's there's, there's nothing to prove that they did it on purpose or not, and – I said, if you spin, you're not helping yourself in that moment. Now, later down the road, it might help you, but in that moment, you're hurting yourself. And what happens from there on is just whatever, you know? Yeah. Maybe he was just tired and, and wanted uh, some new tires, you know what I'm saying? It was like, fuck this. I want new tires. Maybe his arm was itching. Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> All right, well, we can move on to the cup race, but like I said, so pumped for Daniel. So, I mean, not much more to say there. I mean, Xfinity Series, what an awesome year. That was a fantastic year for the Xfinity Series. And next year, you're going to have Josh Berry and Ty Gibbs full-time racing for the championship. So, Yeah, I think you could probably pencil those two guys uh, into that Final Four race probably yeah, right now. I mean, yeah, you got – and then you got Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed for RCR, too. I think those are both really good drivers that are going to have great years. So, I mean, as good as the Xfinity Series was this year, I, I think it's going to be even better next year. And we'll see. I don't even know who, who else is driving for Gibbs yet. I imagine they still have a full-time driver to be announced unless they're going down to two full-time teams. Yeah, I'm not sure, but we will see. Stay tuned. Because we, yeah, we know uh, Harrison Burton's gone and Daniel Hemrick's gone. So, uh huh. And you can pencil Ty Gibbs in for one of the. I don't even know if they've officially announced Ty Gibbs yet, but obviously we know it's coming. But. All right. Well, let's move on to the cup side of things. All right. Well, we know Kyle Larson won the championship. So, I mean, hell yeah. I mean, n- not much more to be said about what an amazing season it's been for him, but. Uh, uh, a great cup race, like you, you mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, the the resin is working. They applied the resin at Phoenix, and, I mean, this was night and day. I think we we had a podcast at the start of the year, and I think me and you both just shit on Phoenix in that podcast and, you know, said we don't enjoy watching the racing there, and it wasn't a good race there at the start of the year. You know, the championship race last year sucked. 
We had that race in 2019 that was that Denny Hamlin won. That was just horrible. But best Phoenix race in a long, long, long time. Yeah, definitely. And, definitely. And definitely quite a few years. Uh, best Phoenix race has been. Um, I mean, that, that was proof in the pudding. I mean, you had all but Denny Hamlin and the championship four drivers lead uh, a significant amount of the race. Um I go down the list here. You had Larson lead 107 laps, who ended up winning the race, obviously. Uh, Truex Jr., who led 72 laps. Um, Chase Elliott, who led 94, and then Ryan Blaney, who led 90 or 33. Um, so definitely those those guys, the championship four contenders, led a, a good majority of the race. And, and it felt like it was a toss-up, you know? It didn't seem like anybody had the real edge. Um, and I think the reason Hamlin, I mean, I guess they all started in the rear, but, uh, yeah, Hamlin was definitely in the mix all day. Like, he was just maybe the fourth-best car, but, I don't know, it was interesting. I said, I, I, I couldn't get a read of who was the best car all day. Kind of went in cycles. Yeah, I mean, it it, it went back and forth. Um, I... I personally feel like it seemed like most of the race Chase had the best car to me. And I know Larson got out front there in stage two, and it was kind of like a track position deal there. But I felt like Chase, for a majority of the day, had the fastest car. And then and then as the run went on, it went to Truex. Because Truex definitely, you know, they did the exact math where after 23 laps every run, Truex was just shot out of a cannon. But they're just there weren't enough long runs there for, for Truex to make up that time and lead those laps. And then even then he got really lucky there on pit road. And uh, we know that he, um, he looked like he had that race won before whoever that was driving that. I don't know. Whoever bust, busted that brake rotor there, whatever shit box that was brought that caution out. It looked for, a while there, like Truex is going to drive away and win the whole thing, and he was getting faster as that run went on because he was so great on the long runs all day. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that it didn't play in it, play out like that because Truex did get super lucky. Like, I, I, honestly, I don't know how it happened. It's just like the luckiest thing. That well, it's because Chase slowed down. If Chase stayed in the gas, I think he would have put Truex a lap down there. Well, no, it's also where their pit box was. You know what I'm saying? They had already made their pit stop and were rolling out of pit road when the caution fell. You know what I'm saying? I think they had the second box. Um, yeah, I so, hear you. I, I, I said they, they they got super lucky on that. I, I said I I couldn't believe it. I mean I know you couldn't believe it. You were just like in the group where they were like, oh they just got screwed. And I'm like, hang on, hold the phone. They might not have. But like I think it was, I I, I think. Like I said, I think where they got lucky, and I was listening to the DBC guys talk about this too, is I think if Chase didn't slow down as soon as he did, I think Chase would have lapped him. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, they, they got lucky there, and I said they had already made their pit stop. It was all, you know what I'm saying? If they were caught during their pit stop, they, they would have been screwed. Yeah, no, no doubt. Whichever I thought happened. So... It was just a crazy situation, but I'm glad it didn't play out like that because uh, it would have been kind of fluky. Uh, but the best car all year. I mean, it's not to say Truex wasn't one of the best cars all year, but we all know who's been the best car all year. I mean, hell, Truex almost still won that race still because on that 
I, I was surprised that more people, like I said something in the group chat as soon as it happened, and I'm surprised more people weren't talking about it, where one of those Rick Ware cars just like completely took Truex's line away in the last corner. I, I mean, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't rooting for Truex to beat Larson or anything. Like I like both guys. I was honestly kind of rooting for Larson, but still, I still wanted to watch that race out and one of those Rick Ware cars just completely took Truex's line away in the last corner, and I can't believe more people weren't talking about that. I mean, I don't think he had a chance in the last corner. I mean, it was over. I mean, I thought he had a chance to make a move like we saw with Daniel Hemrick if that Rick Ware car didn't take his line away. No way. You don't think so? No, not from that far back. You can't make that kind of move from a car length back. That's when you wreck a guy. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, even then, maybe Truex would have just drove it in. I don't think Truex would have raced like that. Truex would have not raced like that. Yeah. Now, but I'm not saying he wouldn't have moved him out the way, but you can't move somebody out the way from a car length back, even if somebody, you know what I'm saying, if somebody takes your line away or not. Yeah. Yeah, it was over yeah, at that point. It, if you're that the Rick Ware, I mean, you can't expect Rick Ware guys to drive smart. Like, we know. I don't, I don't know which one it was, Cody Ware or one of those guys, but – I mean, get the hell off. Like, if it's the last lap of the championship, like, get the hell down to the apron. Get the hell out of the way. Like, Don't even be in the frame. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if I'm the spotter. I, I, I will agree with you there. Yeah. If I'm the spotter there, I'm, I'm telling that guy, like, on the last lap, hey, leaders are coming. They're racing for the championship. Get the fuck off the track. Like, just get down on the apron. If I'm the spotter, I'm telling him, bring it in, lap one. We're done. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you for that either. Um, but yeah, that's from another different different thing. But yeah, good for Larson. Uh, it's win number ten on the year. Um, and I, I said I I didn't know until I was listening to the, the teardown there this weekend or this week uh, that Larson ended up winning half of the playoff races. I couldn't believe that. It just doesn't seem like he has the way he's done it. It's just been kind of quiet. I mean, we've all known he's been great all year, but it's just been like. It's quiet. He's real humble. You know what I mean? You don't hear any. He's not making noise about it. If that makes sense. I think the reason it was like, because in part of it too, was when Tony did it, it was still the 10 race playoff. And if you remember, Tony started clicking off those wins and he cut like such a big deficit. Like, well, and also Tony hadn't won all year. Yeah. So yeah, it was just definitely different, but, uh, and it certainly didn't feel like Tony's run. Um, what was different. it? Was it that Martinsville race that Tony won when he beat Jimmy Johnson on the outside? Yeah. And then he was like, he better not look in his mirror because I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. I, he's not going to have an easy three weeks. Yeah, he's not going to sleep good for the next couple of weeks. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, epicness. And that, well, that's, that's the year. That's the reason we have the format we have now because of that year. I mean, the way the championship played out with the two guys. Racing at Homestead, I mean, literally chasing each other. Uh, I'm not telling, and just thinking about that, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. But God bless Tony Stewart. I mean, who doesn't love that guy? Oh, and especially that drive that year. I mean, that, everything that played out in that Homestead race. Uh, they got the big hole in the front grill. Was uh, there anybody on. besides like died in the wool Carl Edwards fans who wasn't rooting for Tony Stewart at that point? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the gap that he had made up, and like I said, his comment, like maybe at Watkins Glen or somewhere, he was like, man, we don't even deserve to be in the 
chase or whatever, and then goes out and wins half the playoff races. Yeah. Pretty incredible but, stuff that year. To circle back, and we, uh, Kyle Larson matched Tony Stewart, wins half of the playoff races. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was in a weird way, but, I mean, he had that three in a row where he won. He won well, he won Bristol. We were there for that one. And part of it, you know, there's multiple reasons. I feel like people forget he even won that Bristol race because of all the Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott stuff. Like Kyle Larson winning that race is like the fifth biggest story coming out of that race. And then he won the Roval. I mean, same thing, elimination race, and people kind of forget it. And then he won the two mile and a half Texas and Kansas and then one at Phoenix. So, like, none of those wins specifically were, like, very, like, memorable wins where, like, you look back, you think back to those races and think about, like, like two of them, you don't think back to the race at all, like, Kansas and, Char- like, uh, Texas, like, whatever. And then, like I said, that Bristol race, you know, people are going to remember that Bristol race years from now, and I don't even think they're going to be able to tell you who won the race. Probably not. I mean, it took me a minute. I was thinking about it, trying to think of the five wins, and honestly, I forgot about Texas and Kansas. Uh, and it took me a minute to think of Bristol, and then I was like, oh, and the Roval, uh, where a lot of drama not surrounding uh, Larson took place, you know? So, yeah, interesting stuff. It'll be interesting to see how that's perceived down the road. Like I said, how many years from now will we say, oh, who won that race? And very few people will, will tell you. Yeah. But I mean, just yeah. I mean, you can't, you he can't say enough about. He literally won half the playoff races in the quietest way you could imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but just what a season! I mean, we see Tony. I mean, we're talking about Tony. Tony tweeted after the race, "Congrats to the best race car driver I've ever seen," and that's coming from Tony freaking Stewart. And I mean, it's quickly. If we're talking like multiple discipline race car drivers. Kyle Larson is on the very short list for best drivers of all time. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, anything he gets in, he can make it go fast. Um, I mean, he's won just about every discipline he's raced in. Um, and I can't think of anything that he's raced that he hasn't won in, if you ask me. Um, will be interesting to see if he's uh, on the watch list to run uh, the Indy 500 in the next couple of years. Oh, um, yeah. And then, I mean, we know he wants to. It's just a matter of what, whether Mr. Hendrick's going to let him or not. Well, the fact that Mr. Hendrick has opened up to letting these guys go run sprint car races, which is super dangerous. Um, we know that. Um, oh, yeah. And and then, obviously, IndyCar with the full arrow screen now. Um that's definitely gotten a lot safer the past couple of years. So we'll be interesting to see. I know we know Jimmy Johnson is going to be running the Indy 500 next season. Yeah, had to wonder Kyle Busch, too, because Kyle Busch has always said he wants to do it, and Coach Gibbs hasn't let him do it. So, I mean, hopefully Coach Gibbs – I mean, how cool would it be if one year Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch run the double in the same year? I mean, that's just a dream scenario right there. And Jimmy Johnson's in the same race. Jeez. I mean, that would be incredible. Uh, I don't think it's all going to happen next year, but uh, I think these guys – maybe Larson – I don't know if there's any more rookie tests to come up. Um, I'll say now, and it hurts to say, I don't think Kyle Busch is ever going to do it. Oh, uh, He will do it eventually. I don't – just because – unless – I don't know if, like – 
what's he gonna is he gonna drive a Chevy? Is he gonna drive a Honda? Like what would Toyota do in that situation? Uh it's it's a probably since it's a one off, they'll let him do it. I hope. I mean I, like I said, but it, it just it, it seems a lot more conceivable for Larson than it does for Kyle Bush. I'll say that. Yeah, no doubt with the Chevy backing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but like I said, we're all on that. And then next month, uh, here in about three weeks, Larson will be headed to Abu Dhabi for the F1 event. Um, yeah, we hope he gets in an F1 car. Like, uh, yeah, about I really, really hope we'd like to see maybe – I don't think we'll have time to see a seat swap. I think that has to be something that's already planned or whatever. But um, I, I'd love to see him get in the car. I know Jimmy Johnson has some connections in the F1 world, and obviously you've got to imagine Jeff Gordon does as well. Uh, maybe he has I mean, to – Maybe like he has to the McLaren. I mean, and you imagine a lot of these guys know Ricardo pretty well. So, I mean, that would probably be the avenue that it would happen through. Well, that and McLaren is also an IndyCar. So, it's kind of American sport there. So, it's like the crossover kind of helps there. Whereas, I don't think he's be, he'll be getting in, in the Mercedes W12 or whatever. I don't think that's and I, I'd like to see Kyle get in a super late model, too, and try to run the Snowball Derby. I feel like that would be pretty cool. And that's a discipline he's never raced in. So, I mean, that's probably the the most conceivable, like, next thing for him to do is, like, maybe do more pavement racing and get in a super late model or a late model stock or a modified or something like that on pavement. I mean, if we're just thinking of what's Kyle Larson going to do next, I feel like that's the next step. You know, why wouldn't – you know, who wouldn't want Kyle Larson to get in their car at the Snowball Derby? Oh, yeah, that would be sick. Uh, and that's something we've talked about on here as well. Uh, I know in past episodes they say – I don't think Kyle Larson's ever ran a super late model, and I still believe that's true. So, um, yeah, that's something I'd love to see him get in, especially in a big event like Snowball Derby or the All-America 400 or or the Martinsville 300 or, or some, one of these big races uh, and see what he can do in, in against some of the best competition in the, in the country. Oh, um, I, I, another one, too, besides the late models, SRX. We bring up Tony Stewart. Um, why couldn't we? I mean, we saw. I don't think NASCAR would have a problem with it because we saw Chase run it this year. So yeah, maybe that's something that SRX looks to do with the the current uh, Cup champion. You know what I'm saying? Where they get the Cup champion to go over there and race. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's something where I, I, I'm. I'd almost. I'd be surprised at this point if we didn't see Larson in an SRX race or two next year. Uh, not to not to really uh, switch gears too hard here, but you talked about Tony Stewart and SRX. Um, it looks like maybe him and NASCAR have mended fences because he was the guy picked to go do the next-gen test there at Bowman Gray. Now, that's – I will say, yeah, I mean, obviously NASCAR had a thing, but it seemed like Tony was more there for Goodyear. And then – where I say I don't know if they've completely been defenseless. NASCAR put out a big press release, an article, and was like, Dale Jr. and Clint Boyer will be here running the next-gen car. And didn't even mention the fact Tony Stewart was there, too. So that was the the one thing where I was like, maybe. Because it sounded like Tony Stewart was doing, like, the Goodyear portion, and then Dale Jr. and Clint Boyer were there doing joy rides, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, 
NASCAR's got to tap Tony Stewart to say, hey, we want you to drive our car and do this it, tire test. But we're talking mending fences. How about the fact, like, Tony, like Goodyear, or Tony Stewart being like Goodyear's guy after some of the shit Tony said about Goodyear. Yeah, I didn't even think about that when you mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of funny now that you bring that up. Um, the, when, well, I mean, it was, I think it was like at Richmond one year or something. He's like, these are the worst tires I've ever felt in my life. And like, somewhere. He like straight up said, he was like, I don't know why we can't bring our own tires out here. Like, I'd love to run Hoosier tires and saying all that shit. Yeah, I said, I'm not sure exactly where it was, but I remember the comment. Uh, that was definitely funny. But he's Goodyear's guy now. Yeah, well, and Goodyear knows that that guy knows what he's talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. As much as Goodyear at the time was probably like face face palming themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, they they know that this guy knows what he's talking about and, and he's gonna keep it real. So if Tony Stewart goes out there and says, "Hey, my t- your tire sucks," your tire sucks. Oh yeah, you better you better start taking notes. So, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, we see that. <clears throat> I mean, if if NASCAR and Tony have bended fences, and hopefully we we see Eldora make a return to the NASCAR schedule. Eventually. Yeah, interesting. Or or maybe a companion series with the SRX or something. Who knows? Who knows what could be on the pipeline with that? But seems like they have been defenses. I did want to say that when I while I was on my mind. Yeah, because we forgot to kind of like mention the whole boom and gray thing. Anyway, what was what 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 I took from that is uh oh I don't know if you saw like Clint Boyer. They talked about it on the Dale Junior download like. He came out and he was like, I was two seconds faster than Stewart and half a second faster than Junior. And they should, Clint had like the slowest laps of any of the three by like multiple tenths. <laughs> Typical so, Clint Boyer. Like Dale was like, he was pissed about it. He was like, no, he wasn't. Like, That's funny. Uh, but in the race, I, you talked about who looked good early. Uh, Kevin Harvick, man, looked like he was going to end that. That Winley streak, honestly, he had a fast car early on. Man, they definitely figured something out late in the year with that four team because they were pretty good. I mean, they finished fifth in points. They were very good the whole playoff. Yeah, so, no doubt. I mean, they, yeah, they, they definitely found something late in the year. And, I mean, you, you know Rodney Childers is one of the, the best in, in the game. So, Rodney was going to figure something out. I don't think S, uh, SHR as a whole figured anything out because the other cars were still out to launch besides the 10 car. But I do think Rodney and the four team definitely hit on something. And and you can say the 10 team. I think the 10 team was decent on 750 tracks for most of the year. They seemed like they had something on 750 tracks. But, but yeah, no, Rodney and the four team, they definitely got it turned around and Kevin and got it, you know, that car is fast late in the year, and for them to finish fifth in points, that's that's a big accomplishment. That highest in points of anybody not in the championship four. Yep. So just good to see them have a good run, but now everything is obsolete. The notebook gets thrown out into the shredder, and uh, yeah, we get a whole new race car coming next year. Oh man, and I got I'm excited Daytona. for it, dude. Oh, uh, I got Daytona tickets earlier this week, and it's kind of like dawned on me i told my friend who's going with me he's not like a huge nascar fan or anything he came to the road course this year the daytona road and like i was telling him like we're seeing like a historic race it's the first race of the next gen and i'm yeah. like 
it, it kind of like I didn't really think about that part of it till this week that like I'll be at the first next gen race. Like it's it's going to be historic. I mean, well, the second next gen race, first well, points race, points race, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. will remember it as that first race. Oh yeah, but the 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 L A Coliseum, I guess, will be the first race, and man, that's. I'm excited for that. Like and we talked about it, kind of go full circle. We talked about it at the top of the show that just applaud the NASCAR man. They've made some crazy ideas come to reality in the past few years. And They're it's killing. It's something I would have never, ever, ever thought in my wildest imaginations. You know what I mean? That we can race inside of a football stadium, uh, whether it works or whether it doesn't. And it's also a good, good thing to check out. Uh, is the I Am Athlete Pod with Steve Phelps. Steve, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. That's, that's actually a great watch. It's like about 45 minutes long. Um, and, and he basically lays out, he's like, look, man, we're trying things. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know what I'm saying, we'll learn from it and we'll fix it on the next go around. But we got to try things. We got to be in the spotlight. And it's just like, it's, it's definitely an eye-opening podcast or whatever. So watch a movie or whatever. It was on YouTube. Um, but yeah, Steve Phelps, Steve Phelps has has been amazing. Like he, I think the one big misstep is was the political stuff last year, and that's a whole other thing. And he'll always kind of have that as like a black eye on his resume. But other than that, he has absolutely killed it since he's taken over. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I, said, I can't really complain of anything. Um, I think that they, they, NASCAR is doing a great job right now of. Coming up with new ideas, coming going to new markets. Um, I, we talked about we're going to the Pacific Northwest next year with the Xfinity Series, so that's another new market. Uh, so yeah, it's just really good stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm excited to see see us on this trajectory. You know, no doubt. I mean, it's exciting times to be a NASCAR fan. I think so. I'm, I'm really excited about this next gen car. I think the possibilities of it i mean I, i'm gonna give them a season here as kind of like a hey this might we're gonna be learning at, on the fly here you know what i mean like obviously we're gonna try to get as much bugs done and testing as we can but it's not gonna be perfect this first year i heard jordan bianchi say something on the teardown and it's something i agreed with where i think next season's just gonna be like a very like 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 you're gonna see one team hit on it and kill it and dominate for a few weeks and then another team just like like I think it's going to be like there's going to be a lot of like I don't think you're just going to see like one team dominate the whole season next year no I don't think so either it'll be it'll be interesting um, but I am excited for it I'm excited what the next gen will bring I, I've updated my sim rig to a sequential shifter and been kind of turning some laps in the in the next gen on iRacing and trying to get the feel for it so it's the, the only a lot of new stuff the, and that's it is like I still don't believe all like this is like NASCAR is never going to be the same. And like, like to me, it's like, it's a, it's a car. Like to me, the, the cream's always going to rise to the top. Yeah. And that's still the way. Like, I think we'll have more cream though. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking at this as from the aspect. I like, I'm looking at it from the aspect of like, hopefully we see better racing and maybe more teams can get into the sport. But as far as, you know, I don't think we're going to see, like, JTG just start, like, reeling off wins. Like, the, you know, to me, the, the cream's good. Like, 
the Penske's, the Hendricks, the Gibbs, the SHRs, the Childresses a little bit. You know, those are teams that run the show. No, but this is going to put JTG in the ballpark for sure. I mean, we'll see how it turns out. I think, uh, I think when the next gen car first debuts, yes. But then I feel like as time goes on, the big teams are going to just, they're going to pour their money in it. They're going to get their engineers on it and they're going to figure things out. I just think the ceiling on it is much lower than you're expecting. I said, it's like all, I mean, I said, these guys are literally not making any more of these parts. So it's like all the parts are the same. How you, how you assemble it. I mean, it's... I mean, like you said, I mean, obviously... But, I mean, look at the truck series. Well, and, that, and that's, that's what I'm saying is you got guys... It's still like, the GMSs, the Thor Sports, the KBMs, like, you know. And those, it's it's the same sort of setup as the Cup Series now. Yeah, uh, to a degree. Like, you know, you still see the GMSs, the Thor Sports, the KBMs, and then... Well, are, those are also still body steel, so... That's yeah. That that's true. That's true. But I said I don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I I, I don't think anybody knows exactly what to expect. No um, hell no. I, I think it's just gonna bring these teams a lot closer for sure. But I, I mean, it's something new to be excited about. And to me, like I said, I just feel like me and you have different. For me, it's like okay. I hope the racing's better, but I don't expect new teams to compete. And you're looking at it more from the vision of you expect new teams to compete. For sure. I think that's what you're going to see. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be something we watch for next year, but I do think that's what you're going to see. Hell yeah. And what, what I also said is uh, we'll, we'll make a podcast maybe, if not next week, the week after, because there's a big test at Charlotte next week. Let's see, the 15th and 16th. 15th, 16th, and 17th, something like that. There's a big test at Charlotte uh, on the mile and a half. So after that uh, – yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, my Wi Fi went out. My what? You got me? You got me? Yeah, my, my Wi Fi. You got me. My Wi Fi went out. That's... All right, well, anyways, yes, there's a big test at Charlotte uh, next week on the mile and a half. I think that's going to be uh, a very eye opening test. We're going to learn a lot about the car next week. Um, so I will have more thoughts and opinions on it, I think, after next week. Yeah, we can run a show next week if you want to. Uh definitely down to do that if you if you want to and talk about that test and we can talk about you know if any new silly season news comes down we'll see I did hear today that it, a full-time Xfinity driver is being tapped to run some cup races next year Ooh. so I don't know who that's supposed to be uh, but yeah maybe we can bring an episode out next week we'll have to see how it goes that's, I mean, I mean, maybe about. AJ maybe AJ maybe good, good call that, that makes that probably be my sense. guess, but but I think that's our maybe not because I feel like that's already been announced. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yep, that'll. I think that's about wraps it up for this week. Yep, I'm about you to get out of no here. Picks, but... do you? What'd you say? I said you ain't got no picks, do you? No picks this week. Um... Uh, I will say we do have some racing tomorrow. Um, we've got the F1 sprint race from Brazil, and. All day tomorrow, starting at noon till 10 p.m., is Petit Le Mans from Road Atlanta, just down the street from you. Yeah, I, I was uh, 
I didn't even know that was happening. I'm going to the Auburn game tomorrow, but if I wasn't already doing that, I would have been. Def- I, I definitely would have went up there for that. Yeah, man, big race. Um, so yeah, like I literally did not know that was even a thing until like earlier this week, and I was like, oh, maybe it's. But yeah, I had already bought my ticket to the Auburn game at that point. So yeah, Jimmy Johnson will be racing. Um, all the big, all the big man, sports car races. I was going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said it's it's big races. The biggest, one of the bigger events of the season for IMSA, for sure, uh, in the last race of the year. I have to make sure the schedule is clear for that next year. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm definitely – I talked about it here a couple episodes back. Uh, I'm all about the IMSA life now, man. That was a lot of fun going to that race down at Virginia Motorsports, a VIR. Uh, and uh, I know I said I always kind of followed the 24 at Daytona, but now to try to follow some of more of the bigger races. But – yeah, man. Still some racing doing, and uh, I know you got to run, so we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, um, great season with the show. Like I said, we'll maybe, maybe not have a show next week, depending on how much news there is. But regardless, if if this is it, and we kind of go into hiatus after this, it's it's been a freaking awesome season and a hell of a lot of growth with the show. A lot to be excited about with us going into next year and hopefully we can uh do uh do more things to you know really expand what we're doing and get our name out there a little more like like you're saying get some stickers get some shirts like uh, our merchandise has just been forever something we've been putting off but we're definitely going to try to get that done and get ourselves out there a little bit more so that's going to be fun and hopefully more drivers more uh media members I've been sending a couple emails. There's one drive. I don't, I don't want to get your hopes up, but there's a pretty big name. I, I sent a couple emails back and forth with that I'm trying to get. So may might happen, might not, but trying to. So I'll let you know what happens there. But yeah, other than that, awesome year. And, you know, just excited to see uh, what we can grow this thing into. Yeah. I mean, it's been what, officially like one year. Um, we've been running these things. Uh, I guess now it's been episode 53. We got one for every week of the year now. Um, there you go. But yeah, no, it's been a good time. Um, I, I said, I know we've kind of, it's hit or miss sometimes we on our information, but we have fun doing it. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it can go from here. Yeah. Um, like I mean, we're got not- some, we got some goals for the off season to get some merch out and available to our fans. We're definitely not Walter Cronkite of motorsports in here, but we're just a couple race fans who are talk shit about what, what we like and what we don't like. Yeah, and might disagree on it, and that's what makes the show what makes the show, you know? Oh, yeah. So, all right, bud, I know you got to run, so I'll holler at you. All right, man, I'll talk to you. See you.